Welcome back, everybody. Uh, the Amatel Like a TIS podcast with Jai Shields. Um, I'm recording this episode from a different location from where I usually record. I typically record it at my desk in my bedroom at my home. But this week, uh, my return made a little different. Um, I am at good friend's house. Spent the uh, weekend over. Um, it's a really nice house, to be quite honest. It doesn't look that big from the outside, but he's got like three floors. He's got a, I mean, he's got like an entire room, uh, like an entire extra living room, just sitting, just sitting right, right in the third floor. It's got television and desk, a nice comfortable couch. Got rooms left and right, walk-in bathrooms. I mean, I mean, this guy. I mean, this guy. He he's living high off the hog. If you ask, if you ask, he's laughing right now. Joining me right now, um, as we haven't had a guest since my man Jackson Smith joined us back in September. But joining me right now on the Amatelic TIS podcast, I have second ever guest on the show. Mr. Brendan E. Dillon. Brendan, how are you today, pal? I'm doing okay. I've been sitting here listening to your uh, podcast, so I've been enjoying myself. Uh, I'm excited to go over what we need to go over. I'm excited to talk about the NFL, and, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on right now. So do you want to get into it? Oh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, First things first, let's go over, because we're at the halfway point in the season. Let's go over first. Um, some the teams around the league, and let's just recap what their season has been so far, and we'll give thoughts on whether you think these teams are for real in the long run or not. So let's start with the AFC East and go with the leading New England Patriots, who are sitting sitting pretty in first place at six and two. With a uh, 750 win percentage and running a five-game winning streak after they went one and two to start the season, uh, people thought, "Well, here you go." But the Patriots is weird about them. They always start off a little fuzzy, and they always start off a little fuzzy, and then they kind of get their gear together, and then they hit their stride. Um, I didn't predict a. Uh, I didn't take. I didn't have the Patriots going to the Super Bowl. But Brady and Belichick working their magic, uh, and they play tomorrow, and they play an important month, Sunday night game tomorrow at home against the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. What do you give me your assessment of 2018 Patriots so far? So I don't think they have as much bite as they did last year as a team, um, and that's just me. But they are a good team, and they're always going to be a good team with Belichick and Brady. Um, but I don't. I, it feels like they're slowly fading away, and their power, and I guess just their ability is slowly faded away as time has went on, and Brady's aged, and they've lost good components to their team, and Gronkowski hasn't been playing nearly as good as he used to, um, previously. I feel like it's um. It's a different team, 
But they're still good enough, and they'll definitely make the playoffs easily, and they'll definitely win this division because this division, to be frank, is oh, the, pretty the, bad. The division stinks. It's a really the, bad the, division. The, the division stinks. This division is awful. Uh, like I like it's it's not even all that much of a competition. Like you could have thought that it was a competition when the Miami Dolphins were undefeated, but you know now, like four weeks later. Um, it's a different. It's a different game. It's a different perspective, uh, and I see them definitely winning. It's this is pretty much not even a race anymore. Right. I mean, you got Brady sitting there, who's an ageless wonder. I, as much as I hate to say it, he's an ageless wonder. All you know, it's just something. And then Belichick, who I think is the bigger genius and has the bigger influence on them winning. Mm-hmm. I I'd Belichick over Brady. That's just me. But, I mean, he just yeah. got such a strong influence on that team. And the fact that his system is just so good that he can just plug in any players and just and somehow make it work. I mean, it, I mean, it, I mean, they struggled last week against Buffalo. Yeah, it was really w- painful to watch, by the way. That Bill, I was going to make the uh, I was going to make the statement that that Bill's Patriots game, at least till the, the, the fourth, well, the third quarter, and then you know to the fourth quarter where they crushed them. Um, in in the third quarter, it still looked like the Bills could easily come back in that game and actually beat them. Sure did. And that's insane and frankly extremely scary. And I know that they're in the same exact division, so they definitely game plan for stuff like this. But let's be honest, you've seen the Bills play. They have Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Okay. Now that now he didn't play that game. It was Derek Anderson playing that game. Um, but they have Nathan Peterman as one of their quarterbacks that have started this year, and we all know about that man. Um, so it's it's really really bad that they were in the game that long. And yes, the Bills' defense is good. And yes, Tremaine and Edmonds has shown up this year from the draft. But it's 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 kind of um scary that you know a team that. I think will easily make the playoffs. Ha- struggled against a team like that, and um, uh, hopefully next time they meet, that they'll blow them out so they can prove me wrong. But as in the moment, again, this is the reason why I said they're slowing down. They're a team that's slowing down. Um, so that's my opinion on the matter. I, I think you're one thousand percent correct. They are. De- I tell you, they are definitely. They are definitely slowing down. I mean. They struggled offensively against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I mean these are Buffalo Bills to kind of out. They they struggled, and it had to take a Devin McCourty pick six to kind of sit up here and say, "Well, okay, you know, the, we can see the okay, fine, we can see the writing on the wall. You know, let's go to bed. You know, they won the game, mm-hmm. but Buffalo had a legitimate shot. They had Derek Anderson, who they got off the street. Yeah, think about that, Derek Anderson. Yep. <laughs> Had a decent chance of beating Brady and Belichick <laughs> at home on Monday Night Football for crying out loud. Uh, it's insane. It's it really is insane. So um, you want to move on to the next next team? Oh uh, yeah, next next team uh, is the Miami Dolphins. They are sitting in second place. They were at one point in first place in the best team in the AFC East for a good little while. They're sitting in second place at four and four. They've lost two straight. Um, they're they are one and three on the road. They're one and one in the division. Miami Dolphins. We gotta say about them. I mean, um, let's be honest. They they are not a great team. 
Uh, they, they, they obviously they lost two straight. Um, they've played some ugly football, and to to be frank with starting quarterback being who he is, it's it's not looking good, Jai. It really isn't looking mm-hmm. good. It's it's this team. Um, it, I think it got lethargic after they lost Jay Jai like two years ago, and then Tannehill obviously he's gone. Tannehill had Tannehill had he he. He's falling off the yeah. edge. We we all we all know the story, and so we now have a team that is trying to recuperate. And I bet they were pretty surprised that they'd done so well at the start of this season uh, with uh, the likes of um, Kenyon Drake and all those other dudes. Um, and they were they were pretty pretty good. Um, but now now we're at this point in the season, and it looks like they're they're pretty. Yeah, pretty. Strange. I mean, they have a decent chance. They play the Jets at home tomorrow, but they have a decent chance to pull that one out. Uh, they've played. I mean, they're riding a two-game losing streak. Sam, did, you know, you can flip a coin with that one, but I think uh, the Dolphins. You know, they're you know six and ten, seven and nine. You get that. You get that kind of feel. You have Brock Osweiler as the right. starting yeah, quarterback. Yeah, yeah. That's the feel that you're gonna get from Brock Osweiler have, starting you quarterback. Brock, you have Brock Osweiler. Brock you know. the Lobster. Oh my God. You got the New York Jets at sitting at three and five. Um. Riding a two-game losing streak as well, sitting in third place. We saw Sam Darnold recuperated after he threw a pick six in his NFL debut on Monday Night Football on the road. Played stupendous, but they've struggled as of late. Again, they play the Dolphins tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to see, and I'd like to think that the Jets would have not a bad season. They definitely would be better than the Giants. We'll get to them later. On. <laughs> yeah, let's go. We'll get better. We'll get to them later on. But um, what do you th- give me your assessment on the New York Jets? Okay, so the New York Jets are a team with, I'd say, a very very promising quarterback, but they're in the midst of rebuilding, and I'm sure that this year Todd Bowles was like, I, I he probably wasn't thinking he'd go anywhere. To be frank. And yes, their defense like isn't isn't the worst defense in the world, but they're obviously in the midst of rebuilding, and you can't really say differently because they have lost pieces all around the board. So they are probably not going to go anywhere this year. But I feel like they could be a dangerous team in the upcoming years, especially with such a interesting quarterback prospect, I should say, being at the starting helm. And um, Jets fans should look forward to that. Now, obviously, this year, I don't really think they'd look forward to anything. Unless something crazy happens. But Which, uh, which it won't, but you make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, well, I'm just trying to keep the people entertained, Jai. That's not <laughs> a point. Um, but... Uh, it's, 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 it's not going to be a great year for them. I'm just going to be frank. We all know that. We all know that this conference as a whole is garbage, and that's just one of the other teams. But this team has promise, unlike the next team that we're going to talk about. Well, the next team we're going to talk about is the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills who, like I said, had a decent chance of beating um, 
of beating um, the Patriots. The pa- beating the Patriots on Monday Night Football at home. But the Buffalo Bills have lost three straight. They are two and six in last place. With Nathan Peterman starting him, which I don't get. <laughs> Josh Allen, he's you gone. know, he's injured. Who's injured? And he, what? What is the Buffalo? Didn't they go nine and seven and make the playoffs last year? It looks like they've. They've gotten a franchise quarterback, and it looks like they've regressed. Like, what is up with the Buffalo Bills? Like, like, what, what, give me answers, Brennan, because I, because I, I'm running out of words. I don't know. They went nine and seven. They are, they are regressing. Like, this shouldn't be. Like, they, sh- if anything, sh- they should be in second place at four and four ish. Not the Dolphins. I mean, come on, like, what, Buffalo, like, uh, Nathan Peterman, like, Sean McDermott, why are you still employed, like, I don't, I don't understand, and, and, help, help me out, (laughs) so, so, this team is just, just a prime example of how, to make a rebuild about the most painful process physically possible. Because they're obviously also in the midst of rebuilding. They have their quarterback, who, by the way, they got injured. And who also, who, by the way, has been flamed on tons of times for not being as qualified as people say he is. Because he's just an arm power junkie, but nothing else. Um, it, it, which is debatable, because he didn't play completely atrociously when he was out there. But now we have real atrocious quarterback play with Nathan Peterman and just the likes of Clipboard Jesuses coming out here, dudes who haven't played the game in like three or four years finally coming back and, you know, having some of their first play that they've had in literal years. So it's painful. It's painful to watch this team play. Um, I, I don't see anything positive coming out of this. And they're def- they definitely nowhere near being done their rebuild. But ever since they lost Tyrod, I but, feel I feel like they they've been a different team. And that's not saying Tyrod was a great quarterback, but I feel he, like Ty- he he got them to he not, got them to the playoffs. Nine, so. I mean nine and seven. Like like what what are you doing here? Like and oh and look at Cleveland. Cleveland basically and Cleveland's do- I mean. And Cleveland's using it for the exact same, exact same reason, you know, using him until until Baker Mayfield. Now, is Cleveland so different? Because Cleveland, I'm throwing, I'm throwing, uh, I'm putting uh, Baker Mayfield, I'm th- holding his feet to the I'm throwing him into the pack of wolves. But even still, I mean, you could have kept Tyrod, but you giving a Tyrod Taylor all for, all because just to start Nathan Peterman. I mean. I don't even think that was the plan, John. I think the plan was, hey, we have the ability now that we've moved up to get a great quarterback prospect from this draft. And I'm sure that's what they were thinking. And so, when they did get Josh Allen, they were like, okay, yeah, we have our quarterback. But, no, you did not. You you did not. And people people were already against the pick to begin with. And we obviously now see that they are in the rebuild. And that's not saying Josh Allen's a bad quarterback, but 
He doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have the tenacity, and I don't think he has. He he, he struggles with. You know, he's he. He's not. I wouldn't have picked him to be quite honest with you, but you know. But you 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 but you. You're putting out Nathan Peterman. I mean, I mean, I, I, are you, are you, are y'all really, really, really? For they've real? stooped that low, right? They've stooped that low because that's all they have left. Oh, it, it's, it's painful. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the, it's the Bills. It's a halfway mark. Now, now, where do you think Buffalo is in re- total rebuild mode? It's in total rebuild mode. Total. They're, they're, in, they're, they, they, they've been in rebuild mode. For all this whole entire season, their lucky win that they got against Minnesota is the only positive thing that's happened. Yeah, this pretty season. much. But um, but now with that, we head to the AFC North, and now it's time for another episode of Days of Our Steelers. The Black and Gold Brigade is sitting at 4-2-1, having tied the Cleveland Browns in Week One, coming off of a win. As they as they face their hated arch rival, the Baltimore Ravens, who they got embarrassed by on Sunday Night Football at home. Joe Flacco had likings of his 2012 self, while Alex Collins ran every which way against the Black and Gold Brigade Steel Curtain defense. Sit at four two and one, riding a three game win streak. Brendan, what does the Pittsburgh Steelers have to do, including with this Le'Veon Bell situation? Give me your assessment of 2018 Pittsburgh Steelers. You have the floor. Steelers are a very interesting team this year. Um, they're, they're walking. I tell you, they are walking so proper. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. It's um, they're very controversial um because of the Le'Veon uh Bell situation at hand, where you know obviously he's not playing for them, even though he's on contract, um because he wants the contract extension, which he's never going to get. So he's going to be on another team next year. And we all know that's going to happen. We all knew that that was going to happen. But in his absence, James Conner. Yeah. Out of nowhere. I mean, out of nowhere. And he's done a great job of placing Le'Veon Bell, which is why you kind of throw around the idea about him training him. Because really, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, in, in all seriousness, like, and I said this, I said this back in September. When does it become rather you making your money? I mean, f- I get it. You want to get paid. You know, it's a it's a, it's a it's a shelf life with the running back position. You know, I know you want to protect yourself health wise because of because oh, of you know concussions and everything. But at the end of the day, like. You do you play football because you love the game and you love the sport, or do you play football because you just because of the money? Because in all honesty, you're holding out. I mean, we are in November now, and we're sitting up here talking about something that should have been taken care of. Really, when we get right down to it, it should have been taken care of in July. To be quite honest with you, if not August. I mean, we're here. Yeah, he'll be back by Labor. No, back by the bye week. Well, bye week's coming, going. Where is he? he? You know where he is. He's out partying on on yachts, making trashy rap songs, and, and farting around. But I mean, I mean, but come on, like at the end of the day, do you want to play football or do you want to? You know, is, is it a is foot? This is what Le'Veon Bell has to realize. 
is playing football to him a hobby or is it a profession that he, that he makes his living off of? That's something he needs to ask. And, and if he's going to view it as a hobby and saying, well, I got all this money, I'm going to go ahead and rob it. Okay, fine. Retire. Got Quit. Got hang, hang, hang up the cleats. I, I, but, I, but, but don't sit up here and hold. And now the Steelers have a little folk too. In this, I think they're definitely. But, I think the Steelers are actually. The Steelers. Are, I think they're, they're, they're. The Steelers are making a smart decision, but I respect. Like I know Le'Veon actually is not doing some great stuff for his reputation, but I do respect what he's doing. He because he, he he thinks that he is worth more than what they're giving him, and he doesn't want to be put in a situation because you know these players have limited time span in which they are actually going to be in the league, and this is their. Livelihood. This is where they're going to make bank in their lives. So he's trying to make as much money as possible right now. And I respect that immensely. So what he's doing right now is actually, in my opinion, very intelligent. Because he is going to get money somewhere. Because he's very promising. He's an amazing prospect who I feel like, you know, deserves money. I don't know if he deserves all the money he thinks he's worth. But he definitely deserves money. And if the Steelers aren't going to give him near the amount of money that he wants, then he has the total right to do what he's doing right now, Jai. So I disagree. I don't think he thinks it is a hobby. I think he thinks it's a, uh, a actual job. He's taking it seriously. He's taking it seriously because he wants the money. Now, what he's doing for his reputation, on the other hand, yes, I disagree with that. That makes him look like an idiot. And if he wants a job anywhere else in the, t- in the future, he needs to clean up his act. And, you know, I don't think that he is exactly looking like the worst human being in the world, but... Just have his reputation look better and have his comments be more truthful, I guess. But, but if you say that he... You can't sit up here and say, I'm holding out. You, you can't sit up here and say, well, I'm holding out. And then you sit around and then you get TMZ of you at the club and mm-hmm. and on jet ski. That's a bad look. Because that's where people like me make the assessment. Well, to him, it looks like football's a hobby instead of a profession. Because really, cause really, if it was me, I'd be making sure I'm in the weight room, being, make sure I'm in tip-top shape. So as soon as we get something done, bam, I'm right out there on the field. Because, because you know, if Le'Veon Bell comes back and he has like a couple of bad games that the Steelers can't afford to have, you know, then what? But at the end of the day, like... Both sides are at fault, and I've mentioned this on this podcast a bunch of times. But at the end of the day, Le'Veon Bell has to realize, at this point in the season, he's he's got to come back sometime. Mm, yeah, definitely. He's going to have to. He, he has to, because he can't sit up there and say, well, I want my money, yet he plans on not playing. No, 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 no. You got you got. Service time. Come on, it, it doesn't work that way. You can't... So he has to report. But at the end of the day, he's got to like make up in his mind and like be like the bigger man and bite the bullet. You know, He's going to be a free... I mean, look at Kirk Cousins. I mean, he basically ate up those franchise tags to the point where... Don't remind me. To, <laughs> to the point where somebody had to give him money. I mean, why didn't he just eat it up you know, wait till free AC comes, and then, he, and then he might get it. And who knows? Now, I think it'll never happen, but, you know, you never know. I mean, you couldn't win a Super Bowl, and but, and, but, he, but he doesn't want to risk injury, which I get, but at the end of the day, like, 
who wants to play with a rusty running back? Like, like he's like, and all. I mean, it's it's really like, it's it's really like, like I said, it's a walking soap opera with them every single time you turn around. And then you got them, and you got Antonio Brown flipping out, having his little episodes. I mean, like, I mean, like, come on. Let's not forget the Big Ben game where he threw all those interceptions. Like, yeah, yeah, and then we got big. And then we got Roethlisberger having, you know, shades of him playing flaky. But I mean, it's Le'Veon. Like at the end of the, just just bite the bullet and come back. Come on. This is uh, there's also like because um, this, this is getting to a point where it's just really stupid. Mm-hmm. J- just come back, eat, bite the bullet, take the franchise tag, play football. Get your money later on and move on. This is an old. Well, come on. This is an old team. Also, let's let's also be aware this team is very old. So like all the all the really essential pieces, they're up there in age now. It's it's a different team than it was like five years ago, and Big Ben is gonna be gone soon. And I uh, did you know if Bell does come back, which he won't. We all know he won't. He's still extremely old. And then you know Antonio Brown's also getting up there in age. It's an old team. So I which think, is, I, think, I, think is, I think that the sun's coming down on them and they're gonna go which, into a rebuild. Which soon. was why it was so important for them to uh, do something su- good this year. Yeah, not just this year, but last year as well. Um, let's move on. We'll skip the Bengals for later. You're biased, on. Mr. Bias. We'll, we'll, we'll skip the Bengals. We'll go on to the Black and Gold Brigade's opponent next week, or not next week. Mm. Uh, tomorrow afternoon. When they play the Baltimore Ravens, who are four and four, they are. Let's see, they are one and two against the division, and they are running a two-game losing streak, having lost to the the Panthers last week and the Saints at home because Justin Tucker, you know, missed his first extra point in like twenty years. Uh, and they lost against the Saints at home. So, you hate the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to be really, really, really uh, biased in this in this situation. But, yes, I don't like them. They're a team that I have disliked for a long time. Just because, you know, the people that I deal with around me every single day. Because they're all Ravens fans. So, it's just a kind of a fun little bit of animosity. Uh, they're not bad, but they're not good. That's where I'm at. They have a great defense, and they have a lackluster offense run by elite, quotation mark, quotation mark, quotation mark, <laughs> quarterback Joe Flacco, who he's going to be out of here soon. He's, he's up there in age as well. And then we have Lamar Jackson, um, who he's an interesting prospect, but he's obviously not starting. Um, this is an interesting team as well. Uh, in fact, a lot of the teams this year are interesting. I, very, I say that very little of them are bland. The the conflict that comes from this team, I feel, is the fact that their defense is very, very, very good, and their offense has been reju- rejuvenated, obviously. But, you know, last week, that showing against the Carolina Panthers really shows what that team could end up being by the end of this season. And that's I'm sure that scares a lot of the fans of the Ravens as well. I think that they're not as good as everybody says, and I think that they're overranked, and I, I will be very open in that. They're not a bad team, but they're not a good team, and that's where I have them. 
Uh, they're in the. Middle. I had them at seven and nine. Uh, right now they look more like an eight and eight team. I see them as an eight and eight. Yeah, totally. They're in the middle. Their defense is good, but it's not. You know, it's a good defense. You know, but uh, the Steelers are gonna have a hard time scoring up against, them, especially in Baltimore, which which the Ravens give them fits in. But uh. You know, week one blew out the Bills. You got crazy Ravens fans having the nerve saying, We're the best. Yeah, we're the best. You know, let's go Super Bowl. Oh, gosh, please. Uh, but, uh. They should have seen the power. Week, week two, week two, the Bengals, the Bengals got them. Week three, you had, uh, who did they play week three? I don't know. Look, yeah, thanks. Look that up for me. Um, but they're, they're four and four. But at the end of the day, Broncos. And Bron- they, beat, they beat them. Yeah, they beat the Broncos, and then uh, week four, if you can get that to me. Yeah, I got I it. I should know this. Week four was last time they played the Steelers. They beat them twenty six fourteen, which their defense um, freaking destroyed. Dest- and I shut down the Steelers defense. Week five, they <laughs> lost to the Browns, twelve to nine, which which you know lose to the Browns is pretty embarrassing. Especially when you couldn't manage. They are divi- they are division rival you, you though. You couldn't put up a single touchdown. I mean, gee whiz, and I got here by Flacco. I've had enough of Flacco, and I've had enough of John Harbaugh. Please, oh gosh, Lamar Jackson is is, is sitting waiting. It's just a matter of time. I feel bad, but I think the Ravens. I think the rest of the way, I think they're going to be an eight and eight, nine and seven type of team. They they they're like they're a eight, eight nine and seventeen just by default, just mm-hmm. simply. The offense, you know, their their defense is good, but they can have a few episodes. There are their offense is kind of a little wash wishy washy. It, it, it is an iffy offense, but um, but you know they 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 uh, they they're just in the middle. Right, they're yeah. they're in the middle. That's that's they're, where we got they're, it. At. They're 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 right there in the middle. Uh, I'll give you the picks for the Ravens game later on the program. Got but, it. <laughs> but the uh, but, but the Ravens, that's not. You know, we we'll we'll see. I, I think they can sneak in there as a as a wild card team, if not win the division. But we we'll, we'll see. Wild guy. Going to the embarrassing, awful. I mean, they're not that bad, Jai. <laughs> they fired their head coach last Monday. I am aware. I but <laughs> but. Their head coach wasn't the all Cleveland, that. the Cleveland Browns, who are sitting at two five and one. I mean, I can get through this pretty quick. Um, they're a team. <laughs> they're not bad, but they're not good. They've won a few games, and by a few I mean two, and they've tied a game, but they've lost five, and uh. Hugh Jackson's gone. He's out of the building. Their offensive coordinator's gone. He's out of the building. Um, so it's a different team. I don't. They obviously don't really have a chance to recover, at least this year. But we have seen improvement from the, uh, you know, the 0-16 well, Cleveland Browns. But, you know, it's the same, like... 
They're not zero. They're not gonna. They can't go zero and sixteen. They are a factory of sadness, is what they are, and I. They can't go zero sixteen. The Jags. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns make you depressed, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it's, it's, that's <laughs> they, the truth. They make you depressed, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Moving to the AFC South. The Houston Texans sitting at five and three. They are. They are two and one within their division, running a five game winning streak after they went zero and three to begin the year. Houston Texans, who I thought at least would improve, and Deshaun Watson is finally coming around the corner, recovering from his ACL injury. Um, they got Dustin Hopkins sitting there, wide receiver, and I believe they got. A, DeAndre Hopkins. De- yeah, DeAndre. Not Hopkins. Dustin Hopkins is the kicker. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they got a wide receiver from uh, trade deadline. Uh, my, my memory is fogging me right now. Brennan, if you could look that up for me, I'd much appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I got it. But, um, you know, if they've won five in a row, and I predicted Houston to be pretty good this year, but sitting at 0-3, I'm starting to regret that decision. But they won five in a row. They've played decent ball as of late. Um, they play tomorrow. They play the Denver Broncos at 4 o'clock Eastern time. But um, they with Jacksonville struggling at 3-5 and five and Tennessee can't get out of its own way, Houston looks like the favorites to win the, to win the division. Ah, it was Demarius, uh, Demarius Thomas makes... He had a quick return to Mile High as he was the thank you Brennan as mm-hmm. he was the wide receiver that uh, the Texans traded for so they look like the division favorites. The, the, Give the, me your thoughts. Um, the AFC AFC South is um interesting this year. Um, it's not just going to be a blowout with the Jacksonville Jaguars. In fact, the Jaguars look weak this year. The Texans probably will make the playoffs this year. And they'll probably lose in the wild card round, to be honest. Because <laughs> we know the Texans, and we know what they do. So, yes, Deshaun Watson's definitely shown improvement. The, they have a lot of promising wide receiver prospects. Their defense is pretty good. It's not like the best defense ever, like they used to be. But, you know, J.J. Watt's getting back there. They're not bad. And uh, it's an interesting and fun team to watch, and uh, I'll be looking forward to watching them, obviously, in the future. Um, there's a lot of positives coming out of this team. You know, you, you look back at them, and, and, like, a few years ago, and you wouldn't think that all this, all this great stuff would be happening. But, you know, it's good. They finally have a quarterback now, and they actually might be able to show up. And that's really all a Texans fan can ask with their previous experiences. I 100% agree. Um, I think that, that I, like I said, I think they're the favorites right now to win the division. Five-game winning streak, that's very impressive after starting out 0-3. Deshaun Watson is starting to come into his form again, after, again, coming back from that injury. Gonna be, and with Demarius Thomas there and DeAndre Hopkins, it's going to be, a, and J.J. Watt is finally, don't not hoping I don't jinx it, but J.J. Watt's healthy and, you know, not to make it, not to make it seem like it's a bad thing, but he's actually in the news and in the headlines, the stuff he's doing on the football field, rather than, not, ra- not rather than, but just as much as he, and deservedly so, he's been in the headlines over the past year with helping out 
Houston, Texas, Houston, Texas, excuse me, recover from Hurricane Steve Harvey that whipped through there uh, last, not this past summer, but summer of 2017. Yeah. So we move on to the Tennessee Titans, who are sitting at three and four. They've lost three straight, including in London against the Los Angeles Chargers. Mike Verbabel, whatever his name Brable. is. Whatever the hell pronounce his dopey name. Went for two Mm-mm. and failed twice. Once he got lucky because he did it a second time because the first time it was a penalty on the defense. Yeah. But um, give me your thoughts on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Mike Verbabel, at the very least, has made this interesting. He's a ballsy coach, um, and he's... He has an attitude about himself that makes the team all the more interesting. Um, does it mean that he's making smart decisions? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The season isn't over yet. For all, you, for all you know, the Titans could do some crazy stuff, and they definitely could turn the season around. There are only two wins out of it, which is not all that bad. So they definitely have a chance to you know, get back into this um, division. But uh, as it seems right now, is Marcus Mariota plays up to how he can actually play, and they get out of this um, losing streak, you know, it could be an interesting and potentially uh, great season for them as a team. And I'm excited to hopefully see them improve and turn around because I like Marcus Mariota a lot, and I like Rabel's attitude about things. He reminds me of some of the old-school football coaches that, you know, used to coach teams and I, I like that. It's a good memory to have. So uh, I, I wish that they're, they have, they're successful moving forward. That's my opinion on the matter. Uh, right. They play the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football, which would be a tough watch. But they play the Cowboys on Monday Night Football, which... I think that game, I know you've been planning on that game all day, but I think that game is going to be interesting. Watching college football on ESPN every five seconds. Monday Night Football, the Titans and Colts, or Colts, Titans and Cowboys on NBC. NBC. What? what, NBC and Colts. Jai, get it together for crying out loud. Monday Night Football, I'm making fun of it. I can't even get the doggone game right. The network is broadcasting on. But anyway, it's... That that game's gonna be a tough watch. Oh gosh, man, Titan. But I disagree. I disagree. I think I think the Cowboys will win that game. We'll get to that later on. It's just the Titans. It's just it's just it. Like they, they got like they they're at that eh type of team. They they just eh, they, they they never can. They're that eh team. They have know. promise, Jai. They have promise. And they, they have, have an interesting they, coach this they have, year. They have promise, but yet they do some things, and then they play well, and then they play in a way that makes you scratch your head. Again, but doesn't every team do that sometimes? Unless you're like the best team in the world, you know, you're going to have some you know, problems. I'm sure you could say the same exact thing about the New York Giants the year that they went to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots. Mm. So... I don't know what you're talking about, but 
I, I don't think that they're as bad as, you know, you might think it out to be. Now, I think that their coach, if he keeps playing how he is, he could have a lot of success. But he could also have a lot of not success because it's a different time. So, we'll have to see what happens then. So, you're going to move on to Jacksonville now? Yes, move on to Jacksonville. And Jacksonville, Saxonville, whatever they want to go. They have played like purity garbage in this <laughs> yeah, 2018. Yes, they have. They've played like purity garbage in this 2018 NFL campaign. They've lost four in a row after mm-hmm. showing signs of promise and make, beating the living tar out of Brady and Belichick at home. They've lost four in a row. They started out the season at three and one, three and zero, oh, something, and they've completely fell off the map. They're mm-hmm. three and five. They mm-hmm. got beat by the Eagles. Was what was coming into that game last Sunday morning wasn't very good either in London. Mm-hmm. Their players got into trouble with the law. They went to London, couldn't even behave themselves. <laughs> I picked this team to go to the Super Bowl, and why aren't they performing? Brendan, please explain before I, I lose my mind. It all goes. It all comes down to the quarterback. Let's be honest. Blake Bortles has had an atrocious and painful year this year. And that's all you can really say about it. You, you can't win games when you have a quarterback that does the dumb stuff. Bortles but, does. But after he played so well against Brady and... Be- like, what, he's, what? He's, he's not as good. When he's, when he's good, he's good. But when he's not good, he is really not good, Jai. You can't win games with him. He he plays he's inconsistent. He plays games like he struggles with the forward pass, like three year old struggle. He to scrambles go to the bathroom. Like a, uh. he, he scrambles like he is a college quarterback. He but, plays the game like it's college, and it's not college. This is the NFL, and it's a passing game. You're either running with the running back or you're passing the ball. You're not gonna run with the quarterback, and he does that, and he does that a lot. I, I, I just don't understand. I've re- <sighs> Blake Bortles, like, he played so well. Like, what? I want to know what happened. I want to know is it was something he ate? Is it something he saw on television? Was he hanging out with the wrong person? I mean, did he watch? What happened to Blake Bortles that he turned into his disgusting, struggling with the forward pass having self that he has been for the last. The, during this four-game losing streak, I, I want the Blake Bortles that whooped that Patriots defense hind parts and made my day back in week two. Give me that Blake Bortles back. I want to see this Blake Bortles. This Blake Bortles needs to go die in a hole <laughs> Jesus. And, and get buried. I want the old Blake Bortles back because I because don't go. I want I want to see the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Super Bowl. Oh, Jai, I'm sorry, but I don't see that happening this year. You have who Cody Kessler as his backup. You have Cody Kessler mm-hmm. as the backup, and you have Blake Bortles and. In this scenario, I don't see them going anywhere because the inconsistency is going to keep being consistent with Blake Bortles because that's his uh, modus operandi, it seems. So I, I think there's going to be a painful team to watch. Good defense, horrible, atrocious quarterback play, and it's going to equal losses across the board. So let's move on to the Colts. They're an interesting the one. The Indianapolis Colts, who are sitting also at three and five this time, they're running on a two-game win, two-game win streak. Um, Indianapolis Colts. They struggled early. Uh, they bungled against my Bengals in Week One. Mm-hmm. They uh, Jack Doyle fumbled. Mm-hmm. Fedulum, you know, scooped him back. 
They've struggled as of late, but they've kind of found their way a little bit. Give me your thoughts on the Colts. They're a team, because I know I actually watched this team. I went to uh, the Redskins versus Colts game, and I can tell you, they're not as bad as you think they are. Now, their defense might be not that great, but their offense, their offense is scary, my friend. And T.Y. Hilton and Andrew Luck, they are a duo. And then Marlon Mack, surprisingly not that bad. This team is good. They've got a good offense. Don't know about the defense all that much, but hey, they're on a two-win streak right now. I think they can turn it around. I think they have the possibility to turn their season around. And if they keep on this win streak, they might not do that bad. They might finish like 9 or 7 or 10 and 6. But this is me being optimistic, obviously. In, in, in a regular case scenario, you could see them losing a lot of the rest of the games. But I don't see that. I really don't. I see them as being a good team and a competitive team, and I look forward to watching them in the future. I mean, they can improve, yeah. I mean, their defense, you know, nothing to write home about. But Andrew Luck, he's getting healthy. He's finding his way again. Um, Basically, with the Colts, I think, you know, I think a season it would be it would be a success for their standards if they go seven and nine, eight and eight. I mean that that's what I think. But um, let's move to the AFC West and the Kansas City Chiefs, who are on fire. They've won two in a row following their after they gave a heart after they played a hot fought game against New England on Sunday Night Football a few weeks back. But they're coming in at 7-1 and one to play the Brands, who are destined for a colossal butt-whooping. Um, they're undefeated in their division. They are 4-0 and oh at home. They are 3-1 and one on the road. Patrick Mahomes, this brother is on another level. Uh, this, this guy, if he keeps it up, and if he makes the adjustments, because you know that NFL teams are going to start adjusting to the play sooner rather than later, especially in, heading into 2019. The Chiefs, after blowing a 20-point-plus 20 20 point lead mm-hmm. at home in a wildcard game against the Tennessee Titans last year with Alex Smith, at quarterback, going full read once again, choking in the playoffs is what they do best. What do you think is the difference between this year's team with Mahomes rather than previous year's teams with Alex Smith at quarterback? Uh, I think that their whole entire defense has gotten better with the trade that they had with the Redskins. Their the de- the defense? Yes, their defense. Their defense has gotten the, better. Their, their, de- their, their defense, Brennan. They let Brady, you know, put on a performance. Because Brady's a great quarterback, but their defense has gotten and better. Case, and Case, Case Keenum and Andy okay. Dalton, Brendan, okay. come on. Okay. Come okay. on now. Uh, their, de- their defense has gotten better with Kendall Fuller as an addition into their, the, the slot cornerback position. And, then, and, I, will, and then, I will stand by that because Kendall Fuller is a good quarterback. Quarterback. Uh, I, I, I think that um, they've improved in that uh, position, at least with the quarterbacks. 
cornerbacks. I believe I believe they have a good defense when I see it. Uh, yeah, they, they they're playing the. They're not playing. They're not okay. When it, I will when it, I will when, say that every single other position is playing pretty bad. In fact, it's a pretty lackluster overall. Well, pretty lackluster. But, 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 man. Their, their, their defense is disgusting. I'm sorry. But the reason why they're 7-1 is because oh, Patrick Mahomes. Why are you just, so mean to Kendall Fuller? I'm not mean. I'm, I'm, I'm telling it like it is, man. This is the title of the show. You can't sit up here and say that their defense is good. I didn't say their defense was good. I said it's gotten better. Uh, it's gotten better than it was last year, Jai. And you can you can't even disagree with me on that. As I said, I said it got better. Their defense was better last year. I I, I, I disagree. I think that yeah. they're a seven and one team right now, Jai. Because Patrick Mahomes is 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 saucing everybody up. They got Patrick. They got Patrick Mahomes in up here. He's getting comparisons to Brett Favre, man. And I got Kareem Hunt in up here. Like this is the Olympics. He's hurtling over people. He's had some pretty good highlight plays. Like, like this, this man is like he's, he's hurt. He, what I've seen him hurdle like, you know, three people. He like that, that's why they're seven and one, and because the Chiefs know how to win in the regular season. And, and I watch, and I watch, and I watch them go full full read in January. You watch and see, especially when they're home. But I mean, the the, the Kansas City Chiefs, they'll obviously beat the Browns. But let me. But I was take that defense seriously, if and when they stop Jared Goff and the Rams when they play them. Um, I forget which week, but they're going to play them on a Monday night in Mexico. I'll be, I'll take the Chiefs' defense seriously, and I'll see what they have then. But I can't sit up here and, when they're playing Case Keenum. And and Andy Dalton, who at times, if he doesn't look like a stud, he struggles with the forward pass. I I can't I can't I can't I can't I can't do that. I think Jai is just a bit salty, to be honest. Uh, salty. Just, I'm Jai, a, I think Jai's a bit I'm salty. A, I'm a get I think to, I think a little bit of his bias I'm might get, be coming I'm a, out. I'm gonna get all my Bengals in a minute, but still. <laughs> but, Jai, I think I, I, I think, believe that defense when they stopped Jared Goff and Gurley and Jai, the Rams. Okay? Jai, 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 do you do you remember the uh the the forty five ten game? Do you do you do you, uh, do, you do you remember do you remember don't, that? Don't, don't don't get me started already. I'ma say I'ma get to it. I'ma get to it. Don't get I still gotta go I gotta he's really I gotta right go now. through three teams in the NFC West and I still gotta go through the the whole NFC. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to my Bengals play bungling like they do as usual. We'll we'll get to that later on. Don't don't get me started already. Don't 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 do it. Don't try me. I'm not I'm not in the mood to play <laughs> I'm not in the mood to play with, with these bums. Gee well oh Okay, Los Angeles Chargers, let's go. <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers sitting at five and two, riding a four game win streak as they play the Seattle Seahawks on the road tomorrow. Um they got embarrassed by Kansas City week one. I know that much. Mm-hmm. Um, give me your state of the San Diego, Phillip Los Rivers Angeles Chargers. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is playing how Philip Rivers I'd expect to play. Because Philip Rivers, guys, is a good quarterback. He's just on a team that has been atrocious for a very long time. And so it's sad to watch such a good quarterback's years waste away. But... He finally has a competent team with Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon backing him up. He is 
fun to watch. He's a fun quarterback to watch. Um, I, uh, I, there's not much to say about them. They're really highly ranked right now, and that's because they have next-level talent that's combining on offense and uh, defense with Bosa that's playing well. It's an exciting team for, you know, what you thought this year might have been kind of a wash. But, you know, that's not the fact. They're playing well, and they have actual talent. Um, I think they can make the wild card spot. That's my position. I think they could if they hang in there, but uh, that's, their special teams always bites them. I mean, watch it be like a big game. They have to win, mm. and somebody misses a misses a field goal or misses an extra point, and they get a punt. I mean, it's special teams that bites that team, that, bites, that snake bites that team in the butt so many times. Uh, Oak, uh, the uh, Denver, Broncos. Denver Broncos sitting at 3-5, and five, right, uh, having lost to Kansas City. Being a victim of Patrick Mahomes last week with Case Keenum at quarterback. John Elway doesn't know what the heck he's doing with with the quarterbacks. I'm sorry, Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's Super Bowl winning executive, but grant but granted he did have Peyton Manning as his quarterback. And that's basically his only claim to fame as a, and his only thing he's he's done worth note as a GM. Give me your thoughts on the Denver Broncos right quick. Uh I know you don't like Case Keenum much. No, nah, I like Case Keenum. It's just no, like, like I mean, but you don't like his play though, do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. His play is bad. His that's 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 what that's what I was about to say. Now I feel like he is the ability to be a good quarterback, and I feel like as time goes on and he learns the system better, he is going to end up being a very very interesting quarterback to watch. Um, I think their defense, honestly, has been the biggest surprise this year, Jai. Wouldn't you agree their defense has not been playing as well as you'd expect the Broncos' defense to play with Von Miller? Well, yeah, they you know they lost a keep to lead to the Rams this past off season. Mm-hmm. You know, DeMarcus Ware been retired, you know, so and the team is not really all that good to begin with. So you kind of, you can kind of figure. You know that their defense would have some slip ups. Mm-hmm. So it's still crazy though, because you—that's Von Miller out there, guys. Then he is on a defense that's playing atrociously, um, and I, I'm sure that probably makes him feel bad. But like, yeah, Keith Phillips gone, but they have Chris Harris Jr. Right? So it's, they do. So it, it, like, they, 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 not all is lost, and they're playing like all is lost. What else can I say? <laughs> well, real quick, let's get who's got to go to a break shortly. Um, this is this is this is the last one. The Oakland Raiders. Yeah, last one of the AFC. One and seven. They've lost four straight. T A N K. T A N K. What what is that? What, that? And, and what's John Gruden doing? Like, does John Gruden really know football or like? He hasn't done anything since I was an infant, Brendan. Like, no, let's say, let's call a spade a spade. He hasn't done anything since I was an infant. Okay? When he went to some, and even then, that was Tony Dungy's team. All the all the all the uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did, all the Tampa Bay Buccaneers needed was that extra push and that extra fire to get him to the Super Bowl, which is what Gruden brought. Because Tony Dungy, he's a great he's a great coach. But, you know, the, the Buccaneers weren't going anywhere with Tony Dungy. like, we just got to keep playing, guys. Just got to keep at it. You know, he, he's, don't get me wrong. Tony Dungy, great coach, 
phenomenal human being, great football player in the NFL in his day. But he, that was his team. Like he planted the seeds. All Gruden did was just see, was just see the crop grow, 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 produce the fruit. That's basically it. But what has he done? Like real quick, because we got less than five minutes. But what 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 has he done? Honestly, like you trade Khalil Mack, you trade your best player on defense. Like, what are you doing? And then you trade Amari Cooper to the. Like, what are you doing? Don't don't be surprised if you see if you if you if you if you see Derek Carr out the door too. Yeah, and then, then he real quick. And then he has nerves to sit up here and say. And then he has nerves to sit up here and say, "Oh, players are done. Who wants? To, you guys are worse than the Browns for crying out loud. You guys are one in seven. Simply saying, who who would want to die to to come to come join join this to come and join this three ring circus? You guys are worse than the Cleveland Browns, and they fired their head coach. And, and and the Raiders are gonna be stuck with him for nine more years. A hundred million dollars. Gruden, get your high pass back by in the ESPN booth, please. As a as a Redskins fan, I just want to say uh, thank you for the Amari Cooper trade. That made me uh, really happy to see happen, and then see us, you know, on the trade deadline as well get uh, Clinton Dix. And um, so that that was really good. I I just want to say thank you to the whole entire Oakland Raiders organization for tanking the way you guys are, and uh, giving me the ability to laugh at the Cowboys. Um, I it really makes me feel really good, and uh, please please keep doing that. If the Cowboys ask you something else, I want you to give it to them, and I want you to try to take away their second round draft pick and their third round draft pick because that was hilarious, and I I want to see that again. <laughs> I mean, Gruden, 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 Gruden. Go back to the Monday football booth, please, 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 please. I agree. Because he's, he's, he's out of it. Your team that was once a Super Bowl contender is now a laughing stock. So what are you, and then what you're really doing, because it's going to be like the last few years in, in Oakland. So you got the poor Oakland Raiders fans who want to see a win before they get up and leave to Vegas. Now all of a sudden... It's it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Well, we spent what did we we spent one whole hour on one conference on on, so on sixteen teams. On 15, excuse me, on fifteen teams. Sixteen. It's yeah. It's you know, sixteen it's teams. Thirty two. Thirty. I'm thinking baseball. It's okay. Yeah, but uh, we'll talk NFC when we when we come back after this. Let's get hype. This is the fun division. Ah uh, yes, welcome back to the Amateur Like a TIS podcast with Josh Shields. Joining me once again is a good guest friend of mine, Brendan Dillon, recording this show from uh, Brendan Dillon's house in uh, Westminster, Maryland. Nice place. He's got, he's got a whole place on his third floor. Like I can record and you at the first floor, you can't even hear a single word I'm saying, which is fantastic. Uh, Brennan, we left off at the end of the AFC do the same way we go east, north, south, west. Yep. Um, same order. Um, do the NFC now, and then we'll uh, do Hugh Jackson firing. Then we'll give talk about our favorite teams. You know, you give your little you. I have a, I have a lot. To you talk about. you'll wax poetic about your Redskins. I'll rip my Bungles. 
and then we'll carry on from there. I tell you, this is going. This is, this is a long episode. This yeah, is one of the longest ones we've ever I've ever had so far. This is my uh, favorite conference, yeah. This this yeah. this conference is is a fun conference. Just the uh, I mean, I like the NFC a lot, yeah. mostly because I'm biased because my team's from the NFC. But this this is a fun conference, and we have a lot of interesting teams to talk about. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, the field. The Philip mm. won't say Yeah, you have to mention it, Jai. You can't just skip over it, Jai. Guess what, guys? The Redskins are five and two, and they're leading the division. We can't talk about them because I'll be talking about them later. But we are leading the division, so you know, let's let's get hyped for that. You are lead. You are leading the division, indeed. At five and two, you'll get to your Redskins. You know, you trust me. You will have plenty of time to wax poetic about your Redskins. But while we're going over the divisions, let's skip over to the second place Philadelphia Eagles, who won their last game in Jack in, in Jacksonville against Jacksonville in the London Eagles. I predicted them to repeat as Super Bowl champions. They've struggled as of late, even though they started off decently strong in the first two three games of the season. Carson Wentz is back. He's starting to find his form again. That defense has not been as good as I w- They choked the 17-point lead uh, at home against Carolina. <sighs> I'm a little concerned for him. And uh, I want them, I, I want, you know, I want them to go, to, unlike you, I want them to go to the Super Bowl and repeat as champions. But uh, give me your assessment on the 2018 Eagles halfway through the season. Oh, okay. So, um... They're, they're not bad, but they're not good. And that's all I need out of this team. Uh, I'm going to try to speak throughout biased lenses. So, let's just let's just be honest here. They're, they're, not, they're not bad. They're not good. I feel like Wentz has, you know, kind of reestablished his um, situation at, at hand. He, 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 is, he is playing okay. He is not playing as well as he played last season. And I don't think that they're going to go at least to the playoffs this year. They, they may make a wild card run. I don't really see that happening, I'll be honest. But they might make you, a wild You don't see it happening because you're a Redskins fan. That's why you don't see uh, it happening. I don't know. I just don't see it happening in general because I have seen their schedule. And I know that their schedule is very difficult coming up. They have, well, they are Super Bowl champs, so they got like the hardest schedule in football. Yep. But, uh... You know, I hope they can turn it around. I mean, what they have, they have four losses already all season. They lost what two or three. Mm-hmm. So this season looks like ten and six. It looks like a different season. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to go ten and six, but it lo- this season looks like ten and six. Now I can tell so, everyone I told you so. Yeah, this, <laughs> this season's looking like ten and six, but I'm still holding out hope that they can make it to the Super Bowl and repeat as champions. But, um... They're a fun team to watch, at the very least. And, uh... That's all you can really say right now. Um, hopefully they show potential. Okay, let let me rephrase that. I hope that they don't show potential. But, you know, for everybody else out here who's listening, you probably want to see potential out of this team. So... Let's hope that they show potential, but also just let's not include me in this. Okay, so I'm out of here. Bye, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to the Dallas Cowboys, who play Monday night against the Tennessee Titans at home. They are sitting at three and four with a loss. I told you, I told you when you know Colin Cowherd and Skip Bayless and everyone was riding that deck and Will Kane and everybody. 
was pumping up that Dak Prescott fan club train. I said, this guy is so overrated. I am so sick and tired of hearing about Dak Prescott. And lo and behold, he plays like he struggles with the forward pass himself. Give me your assessment on the Dallas Cowboys. So overrated, this team is. So overrated. Dak Prescott is not nearly as good as everybody said he is. And he has had glaring errors since he first came into the league. Yes, they played amazing. But... He is not nearly as good as everybody thinks he is. And Ezekiel Elliott can't be the whole team, and they've lost uh, starting alignment to a odd uh, disease, um, and so their O-line's different than it is, yes, it is than it was last year. So it's a different team. Um, their, their defense is interesting. Byron Jones has played really well. He's PFF's top-ranked cornerback throughout the season thus far. But... Um, that doesn't change the fact that everywhere else there's holes everywhere. And their offense is not good. You, you, I'm sure you guys could have watched the game where they played against my team. And Ezekiel Elliott, what, he ran for like 34 yards? Yeah, he did not. He was awful in that game. And I, he's another overrated one. Oh, my God. And, and, it's, and instead of him, you know, enough. He, he act like a football player and act like a grown man, please. Wearing your hair out. No one wants to see your stomach. Put your jersey over your stomach and act like a man, please. You know, we're not, we're not. you know, this isn't, uh, you know, we, what is it? Weekend at Bernie's and you're sitting up here bouncing around a bar with a crop top. Come on, clean it up, Zeke, will you please? But I just, I just hate the Cowboys. You know, their fans are disgusting. They make me sick. I'm, <laughs> sick, I'm sick of the, sick of the Cowboys. I'm sick of their dopey logo. Jerry Jones makes me want to vomit. I'm, I'm sick of the Cowboys. I'm, I'm so sick. I don't even want to talk about them no more until, until we get to picking them at the end of our show, at the end of my show with you joining me. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm still here, guys. We got the New York Giants. We got the derp of themselves, the one in seven New York Giants, who have very similar parallels to the season last year. They are going to regret with that asinine decision to rebuild well, not rebuild, but win now, which is completely asinine and completely stupid. Eli is shot. People didn't want to believe it. They passed the book on McAdoo, who had some blame, but Eli is shot. He is not a competent NFL quarterback anymore. Uh, anyone who says that he belongs in the Hall of Fame needs to go donate their brain to uh, medical research in the future to make sure that you know nothing was wrong with them, that they had no... Uh, Concussions. That they had no concussions or didn't sniff or sniff a highly mm-hmm. dangerous drug or, you know, was forced to take something that they shouldn't have. But they've lost five in a row and are 0-3 within their own division. Mm-hmm. The derp themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kill Odell in a minute, but I'll let you talk about the Giants first. Oh, oh this is this is a really big form of expertise because we played them. Um... They, uh, it's, it's, it's Eli's team, and Eli has played how Eli plays, and Eli does not play good, <laughs> so he's, he's mostly utilizing Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley has the most passing yards out of any running back in the league right now. That's scary. He has... He's good. He's really good. No, 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 no I just, I don't disagree with that at all, but when you're running back, has like the second most receiving yards on your team, and you got Odell Beckham Jr. You, yes, you, you, it's it's not good. 
It's really bad. It is... They're not a good team. They're very bad. They need a new quarterback quick. And, and they are going to rue the day when they passed up on Sam Darnold, when they passed up on Darnold and passed up on Baker Mayfield and instead chose Saquon. But they are going to rue the day that mm-hmm. they did that. I don't know about this that. This team's going to be in, in a long funk for a very, very long time. Saquon. And again, scary. one more time, if anyone sits up here and tries to tell you that Eli Mang is, is a Hall of Fame quarterback, they don't. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't. And Odell Beckham Jr. This circus. This circus. This tired, pathetic circus act. This clown. I've had. I've had enough of Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. Enough. Uh, just his whole act. It's the me, me, me show. I'm tired of it. Enough, Odell. Like, jeez. Like, stop. Enough. Like, like no more. I. I don't. I, I'm sick of you acting like an immature child. Can you act like a grown man for once? You're getting paid like one. You're making big money. All for you to sit up here and go up and spit the bit and, and act like an idiot. Again, and if anybody thinks that Odell was a top three wide receiver in the NFL, they need their heads examined and they don't, and they don't know what they're talking about. What's your obsession with people's he, he, heads getting, he, getting examined? Well, they need to get examined because he's not a top three wide receiver, but I don't care what nobody says. He stinks. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Like... Julio Jones played in a Super Bowl two years ago. They make the playoffs. They make the playoffs like the majority of the time. Antonio Brown, the Steelers, they make the playoffs. He played in an AFC Championship game two years ago. AJ Green, for crying out loud, he went on like they had went on like a long streak of that. They don't win anything, but but at least they they, they you know you can look at the beginning of the season and say Bengals yeah they're gonna make they're gonna lose but they're gonna make the playoffs every single year. But I mean, come on, DeAndre Hopkins, he's been in the playoffs as of late, as, as, in the past uh, couple seasons. What is Odell? You know, one lousy, one lousy playoff, one lousy playoff game where, where the where the idiot decided to go party it up with Bieber and them on on dopey yacht after the after the Redskin game. They had nothing to play for, <laughs> so they go down to Miami, party it up on a yacht, yacht. have the nerve to take a, piss, a picture and post it on social media, and then, and then he comes back and plays in the game. Green Bay, same place for Bart Starr and 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 and, and Jerry Kramer and and. And, and Favre and Reggie White and this idiot is gonna sit up there and play a playoff game against Aaron Rodgers, the bad man, and he is, and sit up there and drop every pass on the man. Uh, I want. I'm done with the Odell. Enough. Can you can you do something besides run your mouth and make it and put yourself in the news for the wrong reasons? You know I would say it's T.O. But T.O. does circles around Odell Beckham Jr. Circles. Yep. I can agree with that. I don't think that I don't think that Odell Beckham is all that everybody says he is. I think that he is a good wide receiver for what it's worth, but he is not amazing, and he's always going to be remembered for the one-handed catch and probably nothing more. I mean, one trick. Can you do something besides make a dopey one-handed catch, please? Mm-hmm, I like, agree. Can Can you perform well in a postseason spot? Can Can, can you do that for me, please? Mm-hmm. Say nothing more than that. Oh, and the, NFC North. The, yeah, the Chicago Bears. The NFC North. Sitting at 4-3 and three in first place, coming off of a win against the Jets. We're one yard short of beating the Patriots the week before that. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky, who's playing, a comp- who's playing competent at the quarterback position. Khalil Mack has definitely changed that team. Give me your thoughts on the Chicago Bears. Mm, 
Mitch Trubisky. Hey, you're actually playing the quarterback position, and you're playing it well. Wow, that's crazy. Now maybe keep doing that, and maybe, you know, fix up your problems, because you seem to only throw to one side of the field, and everybody knows about it. So, as long as you keep playing how you do play, I, I, especially with Mitch Trubisky, because they do have a confident defense with Quill Mack. Um, and they do have a very, very confident offense. Uh, Tariq Cohen is a great example of a confident player. Jordan Howard is another one. Um, they're fun to watch. They have a good running back duo, and they have Khalil Mack on defense. So what more can you say? They are a team that's on the up and up. I don't know if they're on the out and out and if they're going to make the like uh, divisionals or anything, but they're making the playoffs. I, I can see that definitely happening unless they mess up in the future because this division is very close. They have a very, very high ability of making the playoffs, and I see them being there just because of their defensive talent alone with Quill Mack because he's, he's a different type of player. He's a different type of man. Um, fun team, though. I, I can see him strike for a playoff spot. Yeah, I, I can see it too, Jai. Um, I, I, I feel optimistic for this team. Uh, and with the people that they're going up against, and they all have great quarterbacks as well, let it be known. Now, okay, let me rephrase this. They're not great every quarterback in this division, but they are confident at the very least. And you know who I'm referring to in this, in this regard. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch this division compete, and I really, really would like them to make the playoffs because it did show great improvement from them last year, um, and they have the ability, and I am optimistic for this team because I like the Bears, so. Yep. Now let's go to the team that has your old quarterback, the Minnesota Vikings, who got embarrassed by the Saints on at home on Sunday Night Football in the Minneapolis Miracle Rematch game. Let's not forget this, the Bills game. Yeah, this, yeah that too. They're <laughs> sitting at 4-3-1 and one in the second place. That, that was their first loss in a good amount of games. Um, give me your assessment on the Vikings. Great wide receiver play. Interesting defensive play. Inconsistent quarterback play. Hey... I've been telling you about Kirk Cousins. I told Brendan, I've told you for how many years I told you about Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And no, Kirk Cousins. He's not bad. He, okay, oh. okay, let me phrase this. He is a good quarterback, but he has flaws. And his flaws cause turnovers. Because his flaws and, and, are... And the, turnover, being, and the turnovers cost you games, but you make Yes, continue. yes. That's the point I'm trying to make. He is a great quarterback. And if he didn't have the flaws of the fumbling and the really, really crazy risk-taking, he could be one of the perennial quarterbacks in this league just based off of innate ability alone. But... Right now, he's playing well. He has great wide receivers. Adam Thielen's insane. He is playing on another level. And then Stephon Diggs is Stephon Diggs. There's not much else you can say about that Maryland wideout. He's just a good wideout. Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, I tell you, those guys are the real deal. I I take them over Odell any and every day of the week, let me tell you. Tell me about it. Let's go to the team that plays the Patriots on Sunday Night Football tomorrow. Um, or today, a matter of fact, it's 1223 at the time <laughs> we're doing this interview. Gee, Um 
You sound really entertained by that. <laughs> if we're sitting here at they're sitting there at three three and one, coming off of a loss against the Rams in which Ty Montgomery, who they shipped off to the Ravens, cost him the game because he was cocky and arrogant and thought he was above everybody else and put his knees before the, before the uh, team and took it out and fumbled. Does it cost him his job on the team roster? And Aaron Rodgers, the bad man that he is, and they keep them afloat while that uh, Mike Patton defense is um, doing their best to uh, stink up the joint and to make Aaron Rodgers' life a living hell. Are we, are we going to talk about the throw. trade? Yeah, we'll talk about the trade. I just brought it up right now. Okay. Because that, 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 well, that. You talk about the Tom Montgomery trade? You want to talk about the Ha Ha Clinton Dix trade? Uh, let's, well, you know what trade I'm more excited oh, about. Yes. Both of those trades are interesting because mm. I think that this team is trying to tank. I really do. I think this team is you trying think, to tank. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You think. You ain't sit up here with a straight. You mean that. They you just have, traded their best defense. You have player. the audacity. Well, that's just dumb off of, the, off of McCarthy <laughs> and, 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 again, the Mike Pettin defense. I think you're trying to tank. Uh, congratulations, Mr. Vince Lombardi here. But you ever think that. You mean sit up here, Brennan, and say what a. What, I think they're trying to tank, Chuck. I mean, you're not saying what a straight face, so I can't take that okay, comment on. I, I, well, you I think. You're thinking they're sit up here and try Trying to tank with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. You said they're trying to tank. Yes, that? I do, and that's oh, the fun. That is the funny thing about oh, come it. On. Well, hey, oh, they have played on. bad. Okay, they have played really bad. Oh come on! You know, Jai. So, so I don't think that they're going anywhere this year. I really don't see it. I don't see it in the cards, even with Aaron Rodgers, because you've watched those games, Jai. You know that they're not playing up to the ability that they really do have, and they just traded away, whether you like it or not, two very good players. He's a he's a good he's a good safety. Tom well, Tom Montgomery, uh, well, you know, Tom Montgomery, you you cost the team a win because and being defiant. Uh, Good luck with Baltimore Ravens. Let me just, let me tell you that. But well, what about Ha Ha Clinton Dix? Why would they Why would they do that if they're not trying to tank? Yes, I know that this is the last year on the contract. They're trying to get value out of him. But let's be honest, Jai. That is just them basically saying outright, "No, we are not making the Super Bowl this year." You know it. You know it. Look at me in the eyes right now. You know. That's what they're saying, Jai. That is what they're saying when they make that trade because he is the he was the second best sa- ranked safety at the time in the NFL behind yours truly, DJ Swearinger. Um, why would you trade him away? Why would you trade away your best defensive player? I'm sure that like you're even ha- you're having him for at least the end of the season. Would allow you guys to make the playoffs at least more easily, but obviously they don't think they can even make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I no, I think you're more along the lines of I don't think they're trying. I think they know they're not going to win the Super Bowl because I I don't I'm not believing in the myth that I think it's a myth, but I ain't believing in the idea that that they're. That they're trying to tank with Aaron Rodgers on there. They're trying to tank, Jai. They're trying to tank. They wouldn't make those. They wouldn't make those trades, Jai. If they weren't trying, they didn't think they were going to go anywhere. And I don't think they're going to go anywhere. They're three three and one, Jai. They're three three. They're three three and one. Okay. Yeah. And they have a pretty tough schedule. I don't think they're going anywhere. Mm. And we have none other than our 
Then the Detroit Lions were sitting at three and four, um, having lost again at home against the Seattle Seahawks, and they absolutely manhandled Detroit Lions. I don't think much of them. Matt Patricia doesn't. He's not. Uh, hey, the uh, highlight of this season was beating the Patriots at home on Monday, on Sunday football. That was the highlight of the season when you really think about it. But I don't think much of anything of them seven and nine. I mean, they're just they're just teams in the NFL that you look at and you're just like, eh. why am I wasting my time with them? They they they're that ugh team. Yeah, Matthew Stafford though. Matthew Stafford's an oh, interesting God. piece. Ma- Ma- Matthew Stafford. I'm I'm sick of hearing about him. Okay, please please please. I don't want to hear anything about Matthew Stafford. I, I don't. What it, about about his dopey little comeback wins? Oh God, please! please. Uh, okay, okay, but he's not bad though. You, you, you a bad quarterback doesn't come back from the deficits that he's been down on. Oh, he is not a bad quarterback. Brandon, come on! And he, with the right pieces around him, that team could be interesting. Maybe, maybe next year. Oh come on, Brandon! Anyway, we have eight teams left. We got the NFC South, and we have the. NFC West. We have the Saints at first place at six one. They are riding a after going after falling zero and one. They are right after falling zero and one and getting embarrassed by Fitzception, getting sliced and diced every single time you turn around. They are all riding a six game win streak. They're one and one within the division. They play a highly anticipated game against the best team in football, the LA Rams. Give me your thoughts on the New Orleans Saints. Very scary team. They are good. And Drew Brees has shown up. They have a good running back duo. And they have a good defense. Now, it might not be the best defense ever. Because, obviously, they've been scoring on quite a lot. But their defense is not bad by any means. And I'll say the same exact thing that I said with the Chiefs. Yes, their quarterback has helped them stay in games. But their defense has kept them in games as well. Um, Drew Brees, what can you say about him other than the fact that he is just a scary quarterback who has not slowed down he's, at all in he, age? He's, he's a good quarterback, and I don't think he gets talked about enough because we live because of Brady and Rodgers get so much of the attention. Which is so dumb. Which is so dumb because we have quarterbacks like Brees and Rivers who I think are genuinely better and more interesting passers than both of the quarterbacks. Right, well, it's the simple reason why Rivers doesn't get, in, doesn't get enough headlines is because Rivers number one. Yeah, because he's been on the worst team ever. And then you have Breeze, who is also on, guess what, one of the teams that was perennially thought to be one of the worst teams ever. One of the teams that literally their f- best player that they ever talked about was a kicker with a prosthetic leg. Uh, Really, Jai, let's be honest. These dudes that are playing, where they're playing, these two quarterbacks are really exceptional quarterbacks that are being overshadowed by quarterbacks that I think are in basically franchises that are just more talked about in the NFL, and that's the reason why they get no credit for what they do. And it's sad. It's really sad. I agree. Um, but hey, this year they're going somewhere. I think they're going somewhere too. Wouldn't be surprised to see if they uh, get a Super Bowl appearance this year. The Carolina Panthers sitting in second place at five and two. They are on a two 
game win streak, uh, having beat the Ravens at home and then going on the road and coming back from 17-point deficit against the Super Bowl champs. I think the Panthers, I think they could sneak in as a wild card. What do you think? Yes, they're a wild card. They're going to they're gonna go for the wild card. I don't really have anything else to say about that. Uh, they are good. They're not amazing, and they're not going to crush teams, but, you know, they're oddly wild inconsistencies where they will one day play like one of Cam, their best teams. Cam, Cam Newton's been quiet, you know. He's kind of like simmered down with that mm-hmm. quote-unquote cocky, arrogant persona he's had. He's taking care Christian of Christian McCaffrey. He's kind of, yeah, him too, who I liked going to them coming out of the, the draft the previous year or two ago. Um, he, he's played well, and when you have great quarterback playing and defense is playing decent, you know, you can win some games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. The Atlanta Falcons, who's been battered by injury, who shockingly is staying afloat after winning two straight. They are at three and four. Guess who we're playing tomorrow? None other than the Atlanta Falcons. Um, yes, they're injury-stricken. Yes, their defense is extremely injury-stricken, and they don't have their starting safeties anymore, and their quarterback's going to be out tomorrow. Their, their starting quarterback's going to be out tomorrow. So, um... They don't really have a great outlook for the season this year. And it's surprising because they're the Atlanta Falcons. And as we know them, at least, they're the team with Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and that great defense that can't be stopped with really young dudes who are, well, they look like they're going to show up. Everybody's injured this year. They are not showing up. Julio Jones doesn't even have a touchdown, does he? Isn't that crazy? I have to look up. I have to look up his uh, stats, but I think he does have a touchdown. But uh, he not by much. Well, partly because of the fact that they've been using Calvin Ridley so much so well in a way as a decoy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's scary as well, he, though. Calvin Ridley is starting to break out as himself into the NFL. But um, I have to look that. I have to look that. I one can. Up. I can look it up right now because I'm. I'm pretty sure because I've. I, I read it somewhere that I don't think he has a touchdown yet. I might be wrong, though. Yeah, yeah. Ilya um, Jones' stats. He has no touchdowns throughout the whole entire regular season. Wow. So he has 53 receptions for 100 and... 100 and... 812 812, yards. thank you. 812 receiving yards. Nice single touchdown. Well, well, that's just Isn't shows. that crazy? Well, either it's Calvin Ridley performing well, and it's the fact that he and Matt Ryan can't seem to connect in the red zone. I mean, we saw it in the Eagle game. I mean, how many times? I mean, they couldn't get Julio to save their lives. I mean, it was painful to watch. Mm-hmm. But let's go to the Buccaneers, who are... It's magic. No, Fitception. It's, it's Fitception. It's tragic. It's Fitception, <laughs> and you got famous Jameis serving a wonderful, delicious turnover to my bungles last week. We'll get to them later. But uh, they're sitting at three and four. Give me your thoughts on the Buccaneers and Ryan Fitception taking over <laughs> as uh, Jaguar, Jaguars, as um, Buccaneers quarterback. The wildly inconsistent Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, oh my gosh. He is a fun dude to watch because one week he'll throw like for 400 yards and four touchdowns and then the next week he'll throw like four interceptions in a game. And then we have Jameis Winston 
who can't get into a grind and who can't behave himself off the field no neither eating that W. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jameis Winston get lost. Okay, you misbehave on the field, off the field. You can't play a lick on the field. Go away. Find a new find a new uh, profession. Will you please? Oh, it makes me laugh. It makes me enough. chuckle. Oh my gosh. Because like they're, they're, they they play the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow on the road. They they, they look like they. Are a husk of a team right now. And that's because they are really a husk of a team. And they have Ryan Fitzpatrick starting now. He's fun to watch at the very least. Like, every single time you watch Fitzpatrick, you're like, are you going to get the good Fitzpatrick this week? Or are you going to get the uh, Fitz-tragic version of Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Where he throws... Fitzception or Fitzmagic, basically what it comes down to. <laughs> He's a fun man to watch, though, so I'm excited. The NFC West, the last division. The Rams sitting perfect at 8-0. Perfect records all the way through. They play a pivotal game, like I said, on the road against New Orleans. Ooh. Some people predicted, lots of people predicted them to the, excuse me, lots of people predicted them to go to the Super Bowl. It looks like they could meet those picks, but I got a question though: Are they ready? Mm, good question. I can't even really tell you that. Um, it depends on the outcome of the end of the season. They have a interesting game this week, and I feel like New Orleans has a chance of beating them. And that might be controversial, but let's be honest. Between Jared Goff and Drew Brees, who are you picking, Jai? Just be honest. I'm taking Drew Brees, bottom line. <laughs> just because Drew Brees is just a veteran, he's won before, and he has experience. Drew Brees is obviously the better prospect in this scenario. So, um, their defense, if their defense shows up tomorrow, it could be a different game, but I don't see that. With their explosive offense of the New Orleans Saints, it is going to be a very fun game that I feel like is going to go up in points. Like, it'll probably be like 30, 40 points in the game on both sides. Yeah. And, um... I'm excited for that. I really, really am. And it's going to be a fun game to watch tomorrow. Well, actually today. <laughs> yeah. The crazy. 12.38 a.m. Sunday morning. Uh, um, I, go ahead. I feel like uh, they're, they're a good team with a good defense and a good offense. And they're the best probably in the league right now. But I also don't feel like they're invincible or undefeatable. And yes, I like Sean McVay a lot because he used to be our offensive coordinator. And he's a very, very good dude. But I even think he has some flaws in his uh, ideas. And so it'll be fun to watch tomorrow and see how they try to take advantage of his flaws. Yes. And the Seattle Seahawks sitting in second place who nearly beat the Rams a few weeks back if it hadn't been for an asinine decision to call timeout on a fourth and one P. Carroll G. Wiz giving him plenty of time and gave him a whole week and a half to think about going for it, man. Come on. But they're sitting at four and three. They've won two in a row. Their owner, Paul Allen, uh, died um, a few weeks back. So you got that on their minds and on their hearts. Give me your assession. Give me your assessment of the 2018 Seattle Seahawks. They're an interesting and fun team to watch. Cam Chancellor's gone. Um, Russell Wilson's Re- well, with well, retired, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson is um, an interesting case. He's been playing well. 
Their running back game is even more interesting to watch with Chris Carson. Uh, what can you really say about them other than that they're a team that... Their running game has improved. They're, they're, they're a team that has improved. And that's great. When teams then I I I didn't think they were nearly gonna be as good as they are now. Yeah, but they, I they they are four and three, but they are a good looking four and three team. Mm-hmm. Two more teams. We'll get to another break. Talk Bengals Redskins. Another break. Week nine stuff, and then say our goodbyes. Um, Cardinals sitting at two and six. Tankable. Yeah, tankable. <laughs> well, Matt, we'll just skip through the two teams like this. Cardinals two and six. Uh, tank bowl. <laughs> uh, tank bowl for them. Uh, 49ers tore up the uh, Raiders on Thursday night football. Mullins is great. Tank bowl. I don't even hey. know who Mullins is. Hey, don't make fun of my uh, South Mississippi dude. Uh. Barb came out of that school, you know? Maybe maybe he's going to channel his inner Brett Favre and get them to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> uh, most, most definitely. Let's go. I'm totally rooting for you, 49ers. Let's go to the Super Bowl with your horrible, atrocious record. <laughs> I can see it happening. Uh, both, both teams are bad. It's it's painful. I'm not, I can't say any more than that. <laughs> we'll take a break. I'll talk Bengals. He'll talk Redskins. Back after this. Welcome back to Amatel Like a TIS podcast with Josh Shields again with guest Brendan Dillon. I'll take this time, this segment, to talk about our favorite teams and what state that they are at in 2018, halfway through the season. Brendan, you're the guest. You start with you first with your Washington Redskins. So, we're leading the division. Hey, that's an amazing feat. Coming out of a division where you have the perennial Super Bowl winner, and a lot of people doubted us. Like, every single person doubted our team, and we've been doubted since week one. Heck, week one, would you guys believe that, you know, people thought that the Arizona Cardinals would destroy us? We were supposedly going to get blown out by them, is what they said. And uh, every single person picked the Cardinals to win. Guess what happened? We blew them out. Isn't that crazy? Our defense is amazing. It's it's otherworldly. And um, I really am surprised this year because, you know, last year our defense was horrible. We were ranked 32nd in the run. Now we're ranked 4th in the run to stopping the run. And we haven't had a 20-plus yard run this whole entire season thus far. We're ranked first in that. We are insanely successful defense. And I'd say we're the best defense in the league. And people can say that, oh, you're wrong. I think we are the best defense in the league. With the likes of DJ Swearinger in the backfield, with his intercept, he's leading in interceptions. He's leading the league in interceptions right now. With, I think, five? Let me just check. Um, but he also Quentin Dunbar, who was injured, who has been injured. Um, he um has been playing really well too. Um, he is gonna be back for the game tomorrow. Um, and I'm looking really forward to seeing uh him play because he he's played good as well. He's was ranked the best quarter cornerback in the league for like until he got injured. Um. 
it's in it's really really crazy. Uh, our secondary has been showing up, and you know the the biggest surprise, to be honest, is our complete and total change. Our complete and total change on the uh, defensive line. Yeah, you're aware of the change on the defensive line, right? The changes on the defensive I'm line. Aware of the changes on the line, man. And I'm sure that a lot of you guys have probably been surprised because, like, what? Our 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 defensive line last year was one of the worst defensive lines in the league outright. With Jonathan Allen, once Jonathan Allen got hurt, we started putting in replacements and dudes that you would have never ever heard of in a million years. Guys that um, I you probably don't even know the names of them. They are not playing the league anymore. I can tell you that much. Uh, it, it's kind of hilarious that um, with the addition of, you know, Deron Payne. And Jonathan Allen and the emergence of Matthew Ioannidis, um, our defensive line has been able to actually stop the run. And don't forget about Tim Settle. Tim Settle's a great piece as well. He hasn't even really played yet, and you can already tell that he's as good as he is because he, in the preseason, literally had run stops every single play they put him in. In any single play where there wasn't a run stop, he was getting the sack. So, are we drafted really well this year, and we have a lot of talent that is going to carry us through years now, and actually probably put our team on the map. And let's not forget our middle linebackers. Yes, our middle linebackers are just just playing out of their minds with Mason Foster, who... You know, debatably, people will say, "Oh, he's he's one of the, he's one of the worst people on our team," but he's still probably he probably start for every single other team in the NFL right now as the <coughs> starting linebacker because he's actually really really good at tackling and he hits hard. And then we have an amazing prospect in that of Zach Brown, who we re-signed to an amazing deal. Now. Zach Brown is a great prospect because this dude runs like a 4-4. He can run down some of the quickest guys in the NFL as a middle linebacker who's like 230 pounds. I don't think there can be many other people that can attest to a linebacker playing with that type of physicality and, and speed in the league. And that's the reason why he is ranked PFF's second best middle linebacker in the league. Because he is otherworldly in his athletic ability and awareness. Now, people, especially coming from, you know, where he used to play with the Bills, a lot of people thought that he was really bad and then he wasn't as good. He was just a quick dude who could kind of try to make stops and wouldn't be able to make tackles. But he's completely changed. His state of mind when he came to the Redskins. And he has represented my team amazingly well. Uh, my outside linebackers. Hey, it's Preston Smith. And hey, it's Ryan Kerrigan. Oof, that's a fun pairing. Preston Smith. He's a very, very good outside linebacker for what's it, what it's worth. Now, he can get pressure. He has long arms. He has really, really good ability to get off um, the ball from snap. And then we have Ryan Kerrigan, who I'm sure a lot of you guys are aware of the name, but you probably don't know all that much about him. And that's simply the sad thing about uh, 
my man Ryan Kerrigan. He is so underrated, and yes, he's had a bad start to the season when it comes to his sack averages, but when you look at his run-stop averages, you realize, oh my gosh, this he can do both. He can do both. He has both the ability to be a pass rusher and to stop the, ru- the rush. And that's something that we have not seen on our defensive side for years and years and years. And it's been sorely missed. And then we have our cornerbacks. Our cornerbacks are uh, Fabian Moreau. We have Greg Stroman out there for some reason, which is hilarious. Uh, we have Josh Norman, which all you guys are probably aware of. And then we have the dude that I mentioned previously, Quentin Dunbar. Uh... Quentin Dunbar is a interesting prospect, and as I said beforehand, he was ranked first as the cornerback prospect in on PFF's ratings till uh, he got injured, which is really sad. But he's back this week, and he is scary, and he is ready to light it up. Um, our our Josh Norman's been playing okay. His ability to have a peanut punch, and he's had a few days where he's played really well with his interception ability. Um, and we have Fabian Moreau, who's starting his first year, and he's a great prospect, and he has great ability to do stuff out in the field. But, you know, obviously he needs to get familiar with the game and the speed of the game, and I'm sure that in the future he will be showing up. It's just a uh, process. It's a process that takes a lot of time. And then Greg Stroman, dude out of uh, Virginia Tech. Um, I'm sure none of you guys expected him to start this year as our other starting... Uh, Quarterback, but guess what? He he has, and he 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 is not horrible. He actually can play the position, and he's broken up passes. Sure, he's gotten burned a few times. Sure, he is, you know, slightly mismatched when it comes to him being on great wide receivers like that of Odell Beckham. Ha ha. Uh, but he, as he develops in the league, I feel has the ability to do great things because of his physicality, even if he is undersized. Um, so let's move on to the offense. Yes, our O line is great. I don't really even need to talk about our O line. We have that of Trent Williams. We have Sean Laval. We have uh, Chase Roulier. We have Brandon Sheriff, and we have um, Morgan Moses. They're all mountain men. They're all huge dudes. And then, you know, because um, Trent Williams got injured last game, we now have coming in our backup left, uh, left tackle, who a lot of people will say debatably, hey, our backup left tackle is good enough to start on every single other roster in the NFL. That of uh, Ty Naseki. Ty Naseki is really good. He's, he does not get beat off the line, and he is very versatile because he can play the guard position and he can play the tackle position on both sides. He is a Swiss Army knife, and he is most strong in the left tackle position. And I feel like he'll show up tomorrow, and I think he'll defend Alex Smith very well. Now, that, that, that brings in the question, Alex Smith, so let's jump on to him. Alex Smith. Hmm. He is a... Interesting piece. He is very conservative, and his conservative abilities have allowed us to, at the very least, stay in a lot of games that we probably don't really have the rights to stay into. But that means also that he's forfeiting a lot of points out in the field and a lot of turnovers we don't actually like take advantage of because 
of Smith's very, very, very conservative personality. And I understand why he's being conservative. Because, honestly, our defense this year is so good that he has the ability to just act like a Trent Dilfer and just, hey, hey, I'm just going to go out there. I'm just going to try to throw the ball. Just hand the ball off and let the running back take care of the work. Exactly. And he's had good throws like that. There's a throw to Paul Richardson, which went for, like, what, 50 yards? So he's had he's had his days, but um, I would like to see more out of him. I think that he is a lot better than what he's showing us, and I'm sure Jai can agree because he is a first-round draft prospect. And he has been inconsistent his whole entire career, but he's also shown great ability and great tenacity. And he can show that with the skins as he gets more familiar with the playbook. Let's move on to the running backs. Ooh, this is a fun one. I um, tell you, I, boy, was, before you start, boy, was I wrong on Adrian Peterson. I said, this is a dumb sign by the Redskins. This guy's old. He washed, he's washed up. He doesn't have it anymore. You know, and he ran for like 50 yards in a preseason game. I was like, Brennan, hold your horse. It's preseason. It means nothing. Blah, 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 blah. But this guy... I tell you, if he doesn't win the comeback player of the year, then something's wrong because this guy is, this brother is looking like his old self. Adrian Peterson's a great story. Signed off the street after Darius Geis gets injured two two weeks before the season starts for the uh, Redskins. A lot of people probably, honestly, didn't think that that would amount to much because, you know, he, he'd been signed by other teams previously. That of... The uh, Arizona Cardinals, and that didn't work out all that well. And he got signed to the uh, the the Saints, and that didn't work all, out all that well either. And both times he was cut. When he got signed with us, right, you know, people probably thought, oh, it's the same old thing. It's just an old, washed-up player trying to come back. I'm here to say right now, anybody who said that, you're an idiot. You can watch him... You you could have watched his first preseason game, and yes, you can say, oh, it's preseason, like Jai said. You're, you're wrong. He still has the burst, he still has the ability, he still has the physicality to be a great running back. And I remember making a comparison. Jai, do you remember the comparison I made to John Riggins? They're obviously different you running did. backs. You did. But, I remember, but, you made a comparison to John Riggins, and you told me to look at his stats of what he did in his 30s, which was very well. He got Washington... Quite a few championships, but I was wrong on Adrian. I don't think I've ever been more wrong on something football related in my life than I have been with Adrian I, I, Peterson. I made that. I made season. that comparison. I made that comparison that you know, he has the ability to be like a Riggins because they're both hard nosed players who are not scared. And what the biggest thing with Riggins is, and this is a lot of th- this is a very interesting thing. Riggins had an off year. And because of that off year that Riggins had, it, it completely changed his. We ability. can say that Adrian Peterson had off years. I mean, that, that's that's the point I'm trying to make. Adrian Peterson also had off years where he wasn't doing anything, and you know what? That those off years do wonders for. It looks like they do for 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 players. Um and for running backs, especially for especially for running backs, because running backs get pounded the most when it comes to like you know running down the um running through holes in line and getting hit by middle linebackers. They um 
they, they getting off here, like, you know, a great, another example of somebody probably might, you know, show up in their 30s is Le'Veon Bell, because he's had a whole entire off year. Yeah. Uh, the, the players like that can be really transformational. At the age of 33, Peterson has shown that he is a very, very capable back and is very, very deserving of a roster spot on any team in the NFL. So hats off to him. I am so happy he's on our team, and I am so looking forward to him running the ball tomorrow. Every single time he runs the ball, it is amazing to watch. Um, for a team that has such inconsistent running back play, to finally see that we have a ball carrier who is so confident in themselves and can just run through those holes and can run and burst and just do crazy stuff with his body. It, it is... um. Really great for our team. It's amazing. Um, so, let's see. We have Chris Thompson as our other running back. Great receiving back. Probably one of the best in the NFL. 5'8". Um, he's a small dude. He has injury history. Um, he won't be playing tomorrow, sadly, because he does have an injury history. But he is a good player. And when he's had full seasons, he has been one of the most interesting talents on our team. And I just tell you guys, watch out for him. He will make 60-yard plays out of nothing, and you won't even see it coming. You will not see it coming. It'll be out of nowhere. So, you know, when you see, like, in week 14, at the end of the season, Chris Thompson busts off for, like, a 60-yard uh, receiving touchdown or a rushing touchdown, you'll be like, oh, Brendan said that. Brendan said that was going to happen. Guess what? Because I was right. Because, you know, that's the type of player he is. He's insane. Um, and then we have Capri Bibbs, who's his backup. Capri Bibbs is a dude that came off of the Denver, um, practice squad, and he has made a name for himself, my friend. He had a touchdown off of a screenplay a few weeks ago. That was really insane against the, uh, Cowboys, and that made me really excited. So, you'll have to see more out of him. He is a really, really good back that has kind of transformed his game from his original rushing style of actually being able to run the ball down the middle to now actually being a receiving back. So, he's an interesting transformational back that, you know, being an undrafted guy... He's surprising and really fun to watch, and I'm excited to watch him tomorrow as our receiving back. Um, so, our wide receiver in core is kind of just eh. Like, I, I have uh, one wide receiver I really like a lot, but, you know, uh, a lot of my wide receivers I really just could not care less for. Um, Paul Richardson's really good. He's a burner. Not much else you can say. We signed him. He's a burner. He's just playing like a Deshaun Jackson position. Josh Doxson's our first-round draft pick, and he is inconsistent, but he has been starting to play, like, really well. So I'm proud of him. Hopefully he keeps it up. He's a really good, um, you know, spectacular catch type of guy. He can make a lot of crazy catches. Um, and uh, he actually can play a possession receiver role as well because he's so big. So let's just hope he doesn't get injured because he has an injury history. Um, Jamison Crowder, hey, he's a fun dude to watch, but guess what? What? He's injured. I don't know when he's coming back. He's a great slot wide receiver, but he's injured. He's gone. Um, so we have to put in... Funny enough. Funnily enough, we have to put in Maurice Harris. Who, honestly, this dude is one of the dudes that I've been hoping to see out in the field. Simply because his ability to play the wide receiver position... He might not be able to run down the field all that well. Um... 
but his ability to get the ball in his hands and possess the ball. Every single time you throw that man the ball, he will catch the football. If it's anywhere near his hands, he will catch the football. He's the type of dude who can make a one-handed catch out of nowhere when it doesn't even look like it's physically possible to catch the football. Um, and he's playing slot wide receiver right now. So he's actually been helping her runs as well because the dude's like six foot three. So he's a heavy dude who can block. Um, he's fun. I really have been looking forward to him being out there. Then we have uh, the acquisitions like Michael Floyd, who's just, you know, an interesting piece to be out on the field because, you know, he used to be a first-round draft pick. Um, but, you know, nothing too crazy to write on because he's just out there because we have injuries <laughs> with our wide receivers. Um, and then we have Michael Chesson, who I'm sure none of you guys have heard of. So, who even cares? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. Um... <laughs> And so let's move on to our tight ends. Our three tight ends are Jordan, Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, Vernon and, Davis, and then Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle's our blocking tight end. I don't even really need to say who Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis are. Their names kind of speak for themselves. They're both amazing tight ends, and they will both catch the football anywhere. Um... And Sprinkles had a good season, too. He almost had a touchdown if, you know, Alex Smith would have been able to throw the ball right that day when he was completely wide open in the end zone and had his hands up. Um, he tried to catch the football. There's not much else I can say about that. So I feel bad for him. But, you know, Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis, on the other hand, they've had really good seasons, and they're fun to watch. And both of them are extremely physical and can run down the field like no other. Uh, so... Oh, so I was about to, I was about to close. So I just need to get to my special. I need to get my special teams. I haven't I haven't talked about my special teams oh, special yet. Teams. Brennan, let's, not, let's not forget about Tressway and oh Dustin Hopkins. Kickers <laughs> and punters are people too, Jai. <laughs> they're they're people too. Okay, you can't you can't just discredit them. They they are they're alive. They're living people. All right. Um, and, and I forgot to also mention, haha, Clinton Dix. Hey, he's our he's our new. We, we, we touched on him, didn't we? We have touched on him multiple times. I have to say it one more time. He's gonna play tomorrow. You guys better watch it. If you guys listen to this right now, you better turn on the TV right now and watch that game to see how they're showing up. Cause he is an amazing safety playing with another amazing safety. Um, Tressway and Dustin Hopkins. That's 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 who I'm on with. Uh, Dustin Hopkins kicking field goals. He's been doing really well. Strong foot. Not much else you can say about him. Tressway. He's a, kind of a badass. He got hit yet last week in a game, and he came back out in the field after getting hit like right in the stomach and punted the ball like seventy yards. So he's um he's fun. He's fun to watch. Our whole entire team is great. Great sportsmanship, great camaraderie, and I'm happy. This year we are good. We're not bad. We just have a few glaring flaws, but we are fun to watch, and we can definitely do something this year. So. That's what I think about my team. Now it's Jai's time to have his input on... The Bengals. The Bungles. The Bungles. The Bungles. The Bungles. Ladies and gentlemen, I, 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 I don't know... They are such a frustrating team to watch. Like, when we last talked... He had that game-winning drive against Atlanta. I honestly thought I said, oh, this year's different. Then we go ahead. We come in from that huge deficit against the Dolphins. I'm like, oh, this team, this team's going places. 
But then for them to sit up there and embarrass themselves on the road and on national television Sunday Night Football, which we never, ever, 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 ever win, that was embarrassing. 45 to 10, I mean, really. I mean, missed tackles all over the place. Vontez Perfect acting like, acting like an idiot. Andy Dalton struggling with the forward pass. I mean, it, it was a joke. And then a week before that, you know, we get the, you know, the Steelers and we and the genius defensive coordinator, you know, covered zero defense, Antonio Brown in a slot. You know, why not? And he sits up here and, and, and takes it back. I mean, it's the same thing with these fools every single year. I don't care given the circumstances. It's the same thing with this team every single year. And me as a Bengals fan who's been on since for Bill for 11, 12 years, I am so sick and tired of their of their garbage. I'm tired of it of the of in of the ineptitude. Especially on primetime television, they can't they can't win when they play up against the Steelers. They can't beat them. I'm sick of that. I'm I'm sick of the United. I can see the writing on the wall. This season has ten and six, nine and seven written all over it with the, with the early playoff uh, loss. I see the writing on the wall already. Like when is there a point where ownership steps up? Mike Brown and has some kahunas and tries to change this culture. I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of losing. And then just losing in a way that you like blow games. Like last week, I know we won, but gee whiz, Fitz, Fitzception, Fitzmagic, when they want to. Really? It's a joke. Come on. Playing like that. You gotta be kidding me. They're not winning anything. Case closed. They are not winning anything. Nothing. And it's the same narrative. Because once he lost to the Steelers, I know here we go. They can't beat the Steelers. They can't be big time opponents. And they can't win on primetime television. Something that you need to do when you want to make deep playoff runs come January. And they never, ever, ever do it. And I'm so sick and tired of putting up with their foolishness. I'm done. I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. Of, of the incompetence of Mike Brown letting Marvin Lewis linger. Then put up with Andy Dalton. And watching this defense getting, getting shredded left and right. It's a joke. Enough's enough. Enough's enough. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's the same thing, these idiots, every single year. And I'm so sick and tired of it. We're 5-3 and three heading into a... But honestly, like, like, please, like... Like, what do I have to beg in order for you guys to, like, get your stuff together? Like, do y'all want to be known as losers and pathetic dopes who can't win in the clutch when it matters most all the time? Because that's what you're starting, because that's what you are. 
You come out the bye week. You play the Saints at home, the Ravens of Baltimore, the Browns, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, Browns, and Steelers. It's really three losses I can see. Maybe four if you wanted to stretch it. Char yeah. with the char with the Chargers, with the Chargers, uh, with the Chargers, Steelers, and the, and the Saints, and maybe the Ravens. But it, but but I'm so sick and tired of the team's ineptitude. Like I see the writing on the wall already, which is why I'm so upset. I, I'm I'm sick and tired of it. Marvin and 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 Mike Brown enough. Now, now that Jaya said that his team is only going to get four losses, uh, his team is going to get way more losses, and Jaya knows it now. Jaya, Jaya already knows. You, you can see it in his eyes right now. He's, uh, he's like, he's like, oh no, now we're going to lose to the Raiders and I, be embarrassed. I've seen the writing on the wall. Like I know, like I know what they do. It's like they start out strong, they kind of fade a little bit towards the middle of the season, then they come back strong again, only for them to fall flat on their faces in the playoffs. I'm I'm sick of it. I I really, 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 really am. I'm I'm, I'm so sick of it. Uh, like, can, do y'all want to be, like, when does it get to a point where it starts, like, affecting y'all, like, to the point where y'all can't even function during y'all regular, during y'all regular lives? That's what I want to know. It's almost as if it's like so automatic. It's like you guys become numb to it, and you have like no emotion, no reaction to it. It, just, it makes me sick. We'll come back talk about the three games in the NFL. Looking forward to this weekend and our picks. Back after this. Welcome back to the I'm Until I Get TIA's podcast once again. Um, talk. Let's talk about running these three week nine matchups mm -hmm. that we're that we're looking forward and as well as America's looking forward to seeing. It's got lots of uh, implications. That's a marquee matchups. Do Steelers Ravens first, Rams Saints second, and the Sunday night game third and last. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers in town against the Ravens. Um, Steelers. Sitting in first place, Ravens sitting in third. Ravens won the first time they met in Pittsburgh, uh, about a few weeks ago, about a handful of weeks, about maybe three, four weeks ago, such in Pittsburgh. Um, last time the two teams met in MC Bank Stadium, the Steelers won. Um, What are you looking forward to seeing in this game? Do you, do you th how do you think the Ravens are going to... Let's leave off with the first question. How yeah. do you think the Ravens are going to respond to James Conner? Um, I don't think that they really can, Jai. I think their defense is really good. Battling their defense is going to be... Honestly, I think James Conner is still going to have a day. I think he's still going to run on the Ravens. I think that the Ravens aren't going to have much in the way of stopping him. So, uh, I feel like the Steelers are definitely going to win this game. Because, like, it really, it's going to be a question of who, which offense is really better in this scenario. And we know which offense is better. Right. So, I don't really, it isn't really a question of the matter. The Steelers are probably going to win this game. I'd be very surprised if the Ravens come up, came up out of this and win it. But, you know, I've been wrong before. If their defense really shows up tomorrow, it could be different. 
but I really think the Steelers are going to win. Jai. Yep, I think I'm a t- I disagree. I think the yeah, I think the uh, Ravens are gonna show up tomorrow, and I think they're gonna take care of business. Um, at Embassy Bank, which they play well in, especially against the Steelers. Um, it's gonna be a packed house. It's gonna be rowdy. It's gonna be a game with playoff implications. Granted, the Ravens are four and four, but heavy playoff implications in that game. Um. One of sports' greatest robberies, if you ask me. Um, I think this game's going to be... I'm looking forward to see how the Ravens' defensive attack is looking to stop James Con- James Conner, excuse me, who's had a great season so far outside of a few bad games. Looking forward to see that. Looking forward to see how... Uh, to see if Joe Flacco will take advantage of that putrid um, Steelers defense. We all know that their secondary is has as many holes as a, a pack of Swiss cheese. Let's go to Rams at the Saints. Rams coming off of a victory at home last week against the Green Bay Packers as they make it halfway through the season at 8-0. The New Orleans Saints, they are coming off of a butt-whooping win, getting revenge in the Minneapolis Miracle game. On last Sunday night against the uh, Vikings. Man, how do you think the Saints D, who's played well this year, how do you think they're going to respond to Todd Gurley and Jared Goff and company? Um, I think the Saints defense is not really that good. I think they've been anemic in how they've been able to stop play, stop the football from getting down the field and stuff. So I feel like Jared Goff is going to be able to throw on them, and I feel like Todd Gurley is going to be able to run on them. So I'm not really worried about that. I think this game is going to be a shootout, um, and it's going to be a lot of uh, running in the trenches and throwing the ball, and it's going to be fun to watch. I think that this is a must-watch game because it is going to be two gr- well, debatably great quarterbacks. Uh, throwing the ball down the field with great running backs in their backfield. Um, and you guys should all be really excited for it. This is a must-watch game. Honestly, I think that the Saints could pitch an upset here. So, you guys should be excited for that. Yeah, uh, I think the Saints are going to win, too. I smell upset coming. That defense is uh, that is a good defense. And Jared Goff and the Rams, they struggled against that uh, putrid Mike Pettin defense earlier in the game last week. And... Uh, you know, I just don't think the Rams can, you know, have an undefeated season. And Drew Brees, they're at home. I think the Saints are going to perform well in that game. Um, last game, and then we get to the picks. Um, the Green Bay Packers up against the New England Patriots. Packers coming off of that loss against the Rams uh, last Saturday, last excuse me, last Sunday afternoon, Ty Montgomery. Again, we've addressed it. They traded him to Baltimore. They traded Ha Ha Clinton Dix to the Redskins. Um, the Patriots, though, coming off of a win last Monday night against the uh, Buffalo Bills, where they didn't play all that great, but uh, they really got it going and really kind of like put the game away when Devin McCourty had a pick six. Uh, about midway through the fourth quarter, I believe, last Monday night. So, Ben, let me ask you, the bad man Aaron Rodgers going up against the Patriots defense and Tom Brady, the quote-unquote GOAT, going up against 
that disgusting Mike Pettin Packers defense. Give me your thoughts. The Redskins beat the Packers. Patriots are going to beat the Packers. Not much else I can say about that. Uh, no. Aaron Rodgers can't be a whole can't be that whole team, and they just lost one of their best defensive players. So yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> I think the I think I think the uh, Patriots are going to win this game too by a decent margin. By a decent margin, I'll get to that later when we get to the picks. But yeah, I agree. I think the uh, Patriots they're going to perform well, and the fact that you know. Their defense, you know, Patriots not all that great. I'm taking a defense that's coached by Belichick over a defense that's coached by Mike Patton any and every day of the week. So, there's that. All right, so let's close on up out of here real quick and give you there are 11 games on schedule this weekend, including the Monday night game. We'll give you the picks for those games. Here we go. So we got the Jets and my and Jets at Miami. Mm-hmm. Miami's favorite at minus three. The uh, over under is at forty five points. I have the Jets winning twenty one thirteen. I have Miami winning the opposite way twenty one thirteen. How do you feel about that, Jai? <laughs> Kansas City at Cleveland. Kansas City's favorite at minus eight. Over-unders at 51.5 points. I'm going to take Kansas City as Patrick Mahomes is going to, is going to have a great game. Again, the Browns, uh-uh. I think it's going to be a 42-10 victory for the Chiefs. So, I think that Kansas City is also going to beat them, but I don't think they're going to demolish them like that. I think it's going to be a 28 and probably 28-7. 27, that close, huh? That's not that. It's, it's still a blowout, Jai. But I, Jai, I don't think it's gonna be a blowout like the uh, the other game that you had to watch, Jai. I think you just should have him at forty two ten because you're kind of a bit salty oh, about that game, Jai. Well, if I'm salty, why do I have why do I have the uh, the Chiefs winning? It's a good, it's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the Falcons at the Redskins. Redskins are favorite at minus one. Uh, over under for points is forty seven and a half. I have the Redskins winning twenty eight twenty one. I am not saying anything about this game because I don't believe in betting on my own team. Sorry. <laughs> but just to let you know, he wants the Redskins to win, and he's going to pick the Redskins to win. It's just he's not going to give you the only over unders and the favorites and all that other Vegas garbage. Um. And a betting garbage. Because then we'll lose the game. We will lose the game if I bet for them. So I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Carolina and the Bucks. Carolina's favorite at minus seven. Over under is at fifty four and a half points. I have Carolina winning thirty one twenty one. Uh, I have Car- I have Carolina and Tampa Bay in a much closer game, and I have Carolina beating them. And it's going to be a 28-21 game. You got the Rams and the Saints, which you previously discussed. Saints are fair minus two over under. They like agree with me and Brennan saying the game's going to be a shootout. Over under is at 60 points combined. I have New Orleans winning 37-30. to 
I have 30-31, and guess what? New Orleans wins. Yep, I agree. Titans at the Cowboys. Actually, we'll just move on from that one. That'll be the last one we'll do. <laughs> uh, Lion- <laughs> Lions and Vikings. Vikings are favored at minus five points. Uh, over under number combined score for combined uh, points is 49 and a half. I have Minnesota winning 21 or excuse me, 27 13. I have Minnesota winning uh, 14 21. Houston at Denver. See, it's a pick 'em game, uh, dead even, over under. For points, it's 46 points. I have Houston beating Denver. That's the Mayor's time. going to make a quick return to mile high, see if he has a big game. I have Houston winning 24-23. I have this game at a much lower uh, 14-21, and I have Houston winning. Chicago Bears against the Buffalo Bills. Chicago's favorite at minus 9 points. Um, over under combined score thirty seven points. I have Chicago winning twenty seven seventeen. I have Chicago winning twenty eight seven. <laughs> Pittsburgh and Baltimore, which we brought up earlier in the uh, in earlier early this segment, I have Baltimore's favorite minus three. Um, over over under combined score forty seven and a half. I have. Baltimore winning 27-17. So this one's kind of a fun one. I have Pittsburgh winning by 30-21. to 21, So We have the Chargers at the Seahawks. Seahawks are favorite at minus a point and a half. Combined over underscore 47 and a half points. I have Seattle winning 28-24. I have LA winning... Wow. Uh, I have LA winning actually the complete opposite guy, 28-24. How does that feel? Yeah. Well, that, that's your score, not mine. Uh, Green Bay Packers at the New England Patriots. New England's favorite at 5.5, over under points, 56.5 points. I have New England beating Green Bay, 31-24. I have New England beating Green Bay, 28. Guess what, 21. Big surprise! I know, I know. That's been that's been a really that's been a really common one for me, as hasn't it been? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, last game: Titans at Cowboys. Cowboys favored at minus six and a half over under combined score forty one points. I have Dallas winning twenty one seventeen. I'll take the points with Tennessee though at at plus six and a half. I have Tennessee winning. And I have Tennessee winning 28-14. That's a bold bold pick, isn't it? That's a bold one, isn't it? Very very bold, my boy. Very bold. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. All right. Well, but the time that we're competing this episode is 1.42 in the morning. So we get some sleep. Or at least lie down and rest so we can, um, you know, watch some football tomorrow. Um, Brennan, I'd like to thank you for joining me uh, tonight, early early in the wee hours of the morning, at the time of recording this. 
Anytime. I love being on, Jai. Anytime you need me back on, I love to come back on. I hope all you guys enjoyed watching me. Or well, not you watching me, listening, listening to me. Listening, listening. I'm sorry, I'm so exhausted right now. It's pretty late. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, but uh, thank you for having me on. Thank you, thank you for coming on, and thank you for allowing me to use uh, your one of your many rooms in your house as my little studio. Anytime. So, that's Brendan Dillon. I'm Jai Shields. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Enjoy the NFL football, if you know NBA, and knock yourself out. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jai Shields. Next episode will be next Saturday, I promise. Talk to you next week. God bless and take care.